You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Welcome back, friends and listeners and Jessies of all stripes to Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. Seth, that's a phrase I haven't heard in a while of all stripes. When mm. you put no preparation into it, you don't yeah. ever know what's going to No, it's just going to come out. out. Do that. Yeah, do that more often. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, like, it's not a circus. Well, <laughs> yeah. it is kind of a circus. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm on vacation. Did you know that? Oh, I'm know. All, it's almost over. That's how, I, how much I haven't talked about. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do a lot. Except I went to Ikea, one of my favorite pa- oh, places. That's funny. I was just looking at some stuff on their website the other day. Yeah. They don't have the catalogs anymore. They don't do that anymore. They're strictly... Got to look online for mm-hmm. things, but I went up there and I'm, I'm doubling up on the bookcases. Oh, nice. Yeah. So ran out of room. Are you going to, are you going to do omnibuses the... take up a lot of room? They yeah. certainly do, <laughs> but they, but I got a lot of room now. So that's why I was like messaging you. I was like, Oh yeah, by the way, I need this. this, and this. <laughs> now you got to fill them up. I got to fill some. I don't, I want to, it's, it's that touchy spot where you're like, I, I bought it because I was out of room. But I have too much room. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to fill it up too fast. It's a whole thing. Right. So where <clears throat> where did you put the... Well, first of all, like, mm. how many feet are we talking? Kind of like six feet? We got three feet? They're... Furniture uh, guy so They're just a little... <laughs> There's over... instincts. There's furniture <laughs> instincts. <laughs> oh, he was right on it. We got, we got freaking... Uh, you have somebody to help you against your car? We have salesmen of all stripes <laughs> yeah. in here. Um, that instinct just kicks right in. <laughs> it's about, it's a, like a little over five feet wide. They're double billies. Okay. So yep. Billy a, billy, a billy is like a little over two and a half feet wide. So there's two of them beside. It's just exactly the thing I have yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Just so, so I put, I'm put, I've already put it up. It's uh, right inside the door on the left is like exactly fits it. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. So it'll just have the hallway entrance in between the two bookcases. Mm-hmm. And it looked good. I had to put freaking buy all the lights for it because I had the lights on the other one. So now I got to get the lights. For... Hey, I'm See. just glad they still made them. But that's yeah. $100 worth of lights and wires and things. See, that's, still... that's where they get you is all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all that stuff. So, oh, yeah. so I spent all afternoon today drilling holes and anchoring the stuff to the wall and mm-hmm. wiring everything up and yeah but now i'm gonna but it's all trick when you're done you just got the one remote that'll turn up all the dim lights mm-hmm. on both cabins come at the same it. time glass doors i gotta put on yeah to match the other one and then start loading stuff in there yeah so of course i had to get like some fancy book covers and stuff or some things like there's some aftermarket book covers you can get for sets. I got like a, they make like different ones for 
popular books, of course, like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and stuff. And I, I've been buying up this Wheel of Time mm. book. So I got a Wheel of Time set of book covers. So when they're all in there, I will share a pick or two. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Cool. That's good. That's fun. Yeah, well, we were. I I even because uh, I was looking at some stuff, and then I even mentioned something to Alicia the other day afterwards, and I was like, I was like, "Have you been to an IKEA up in?" And she said, oh. "She was like, no, I don't think I have." I was like, "We should do that." And she's like, "Well, I don't know. You get me one, you know." She's like, "I, I get in one of those stores, I'm gonna go crazy," and I'm like, "It's well. but but it's a kind of affordable." I I tell these girls at work, you know, I'm like. You've got to go. Like, mm-hmm. if I love it, they're going to love it. <laughs> like, you're just walking. Th- it takes you forever to go through it. But they just have, like, room after room set up. Mm-hmm. And if you see, oh, it just looks like you go to a room and there's a, you're, like, in a living room. And there's a ticket on every piece of furniture in there. And you just, like, take a picture of it. And then at the end of it all, you go in the warehouse and get your flat boxes and yep. throw them in your car and take off. Yeah, it's Spend great. The next I week with it. an Allen wrench. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all like my level of construction is like I. It's like I can oh. put these together and wire this stuff up. It's all easy to figure out. You know, I, so. I, you know, I built that, put that stuff together for yeah a dozen years, um, right. more, and uh, it became so second nature at that point that i mean you know just i mean i have something kind of i i there's something a little therapeutic about it yeah you know it's like just going through the motions accomplishing the task Mm -hmm. and there's like the you get the reward at the end there's your thing (laughs) right right yeah it's it was it's funny because i after i quit that job i didn't put anything together for like years and I don't even remember what it was. There was something we had or bought or something here. And I was like, oh, I got to put this together. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I did this every single day forever. It's like, and, yeah, it's like the guy that, did you guys see Nobody or whatever um, with a Better Call Saul guy or whatever? One of those movies where the guy's like retired ops guy. <laughs> and it, like, Cliff's just going along his normal life and then next thing you know he's like blindfolded putting a rifle together (laughs) putting a bookcase together they're like oh my god my dad used to be a freaking (laughs) construction bookcase guy he can field strip a coffee table right right exactly Exactly, yeah 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 so maybe anyway maybe we'll get up there soon i don't know yeah it's a good time Got yeah. me a new Christmas tree. Yeah. Put it up. Got. Our heck, I've got my presents wrapped in under the tree. Really? Wow. I'm ready. Yeah, I wanted I'm to get it all that. done while I was on vacation. Get to enjoy it. Now, now, this is my favorite time of year for evening naps by the Christmas <laughs> tree light. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I saw and evening you. starts at about 4.30, so you got all yeah. evening. Oh, yeah. I can just nap it up. Yeah, it gets dark early. Yeah, I saw you went with the white one. That's true. Yeah, that's the, what I bought. That's what I've. Is that what you had for, before? Yeah, for the past decade or so. Ever okay. since I went, because my living room's like gray with yeah black and white trim, so it looks it works. I, I, I had a green one when those. I first 
when I first did that, I had a green tree. I had already had a green tree and then painted the room like that and it didn't look right anymore. Mm. So I like it with the white tree. Well, I knew you always had white lights on it, but I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize it was a white tree. It was very, that, that mid-century modern look that is yeah, like so popular right now. The, yes. The contemporary look as well. Like, yeah. yeah. We, um, uh, when we were on vacation there a month ago down at Walt Disney World, um, timing just was right and this new restaurant well I mean it, it, it was always a restaurant but uh, they, they changed the wave and remodeled it closed it down and made it something new it's called Steakhouse 71 it used to be a Steakhouse 55 out in Disneyland the year that park opened and uh, it recently closed it was in the Disneyland ho- hotel and uh, they built a Steakhouse 71 restaurant at the Contemporary you know, the, one of the original hotels that opened in 71 with the park. And um, every, it opened October 1st, uh, I believe, on the uh, 50th anniversary. And everybody's been raving about it. Like, the prices were really good. Um, it was kind of... It was it was almost a... Uh, it was almost comfort food, but kind of fancied up a little bit. But anyways, I got a reservation for it. Well, it just so happened when they did that, they redid the lobby of the contemporary um, hotel, the main lobby. So when you walk in there, it's, it's um, very, it, it is absolutely inspired by Mary Blair. She did the, um, the original mural, uh, the tile mural with the, you know, Disney fans will know the five legged goat um, in the lobby that towers through the hotel. Well, they took her inspiration, some of her design, and worked it in the lobby, and then did it all in this in that mid-century, very colorful but mid-century, you know, 1950s and 60s, early mm. 70s design. It is oh my god, it's absolutely it's beautiful. There's, they even yeah. put a portrait of her up in the in the uh, in that area. I was just like, I could I could sit here all day and just chill out with the music going and this this vibe they've they've brought back and i was just like no wonder this stuff because i had a theory i was telling somebody at work this the other day i know we need to move on but i had a theory (laughs) (laughs) that uh all all this that look that decor has come back in popularity so hard right now um especially in the furniture industry tying it in together um because Apparently, all these young millennials and Gen Zers have um, inherited all their grandparents' crap, you know, all of their all of their stuff, as they've passed on or you know moved out of their that home or whatever. And uh, the kids are kind of making a joke about it, like, "Well, I have to, you know, this is the stuff I have. I'm using this stuff because I can't afford anything else." So now that's, it's kind of come full circle. And like, now that's what the industry is putting out too. And I'm just like this, I love this stuff. You know, I, you look at my house, it's absolutely a mid-century ranch design. I'm just like, I'm sitting here every day. Like, mm, man, I could really, what could I do? Can we yeah. sink this living room? <laughs> I need to go to Ikea. <laughs> oh, Ikea is great. Well, we, you Disney it up. Let's get in. We got all kinds of Disney mm. we can talk about here. So, some sort of Disney drop here. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Oh, boy. 
This is where the early planning is taking place for our so-called uh, Disney World project. Mary Poppins practically perfect in every way. As you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida. Paul, I'm Michael Eisner. We call it Epcot. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! Disharmony means family. Family means nobody gets left behind. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Productions. Fun imagination, huh? <laughs> first things first, I guess we got to congratulate. I believe he referred to himself as Gold Circle <laughs> Patron. <laughs> Justin Love. <laughs> he uh he went and repped us on the uh tripped up trivia with uh, uh with the Jesse Starcher. That's a KPP winning streak, I think. Oh. That's true. They're they're we gonna quit we don't us. Send anybody that can't <laughs> can't tear it up. Yeah, we're we're not sending anybody. We don't have a guaranteed win in there. Right. Actually, I, their next one is Christmas related. I thought, oh, Valerie could be a ringer. She Ooh, would yeah. she would wipe them up if she wanted to play. Yeah, true. That's true. funny. That's yeah. who I'd send. Yeah, I wanted. Um, I've I had fully intended to do the Disney show. Um, which I kind of felt bad. Be, it just it it fell when they decided to record it because I had kind of committed to it and it just fell wrong on the wrong date. Like it, they recorded on my birthday and I was like, well, I got plans. I'm not going to make it, but you know, cause I, I, I fully intended on like, Oh, Justin and I, we're going to, we're going to battle this out. We'll see yeah. <laughs> depending on the questions a little bit, but we're, we're, we're really going to, you know, do some damage here. But, uh, well, that's I, what I asked him, I was like, did you get any wrong? He was like, oh, there was some I was way too old for it. Like, there was some, like, Disney Channel tween yeah. show questions. And, yeah, so no, nobody got 100%, but it was it was their closest game. It came down to, like, a overtime. Yeah, game. it was very close, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he wanted to keep it interesting, but he pulled it out. Now, we, I guess we better talk about the... Uh, very popular show about halfway through now, the Hawkeye series. You guys all caught up? I'm sure. I assume. I'm assuming here, everybody is caught up in the world, right. <laughs> up through episode three. Can I tell you a secret? I'm working with an Avenger. Can I speak to your manager? didn't realize you were supposed to bring guns. It's almost Christmas. I can't go home until I fix this. Should we be worried? I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. <sighs> Sorry, Santa. We're out of regular arrows. Oh my god, trick arrows? We're saving the holidays. Marvel Studios Hawkeye. First two episodes streaming November. Uh, we're not gonna tiptoe around spoilers for this one because right. 
this one's uh should be uh required viewing i would hope right so what do you think well i had we talked about i just reread the comic which i think you had as yeah, well I did the, too, yeah the matt yeah, fraction yeah bro matt, matt fraction david aha 22 plus issue run that's if not the story basis of this at least the aesthetic the the look mm. of it the feel of it um and i love that comic it's one of my favorite of the yeah. of this modern age but the clinton barton of the marvel cinematic universe couldn't be this in this story <laughs> that you know the the movie hawkeye is a family guy and you know the comic one he's kind of like he's a screw up he's a loner even like they treat him like a B-lister. Well, no, he's like one of the founding Avengers. Like, so that the aesthetic of the comic doesn't match where he is now. Right. So it was never going to be a direct adaptation, but they've done some similar things. They brought in Kate Barton to bounce off of him. And I, I think it's been excellent. Like all these Marvel Disney plus shows, it has, what did I say? Barton. Oh yeah. Kate Bishop. Yeah. Yeah, like all the Disney Plus shows, it has enhanced these characters that maybe don't get as much screen time and given them a spotlight that you rarely get in the two-hour movie. And yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. I, it's it's just getting better and better. I, the third episode I, I love, so I, I hope it keeps yeah. <laughs> ramping yeah, I, up the colony. I, I think they're just... I mean... There are very minor things I, I would change, but it's like I definitely was glad I'd read the comic, you know, last week or what week before, whatever, to refamiliarize myself with it. But tons of stuff. And and like you're saying, adapting it to this cinematic universe, I they've done an incredible job. Like the whole him falling off the building in the Avengers movie to time that up, that shot. Just show it from a different angle and put this whole story behind it is great. And that's in the comic. That That's, you know, that, I mean, that just all of tying all of this together and yeah, you're doing the family man thing. I think it's going to have like, you know, and the whole thing was with the black widow, like how this is all going to come together, I think should ha have a fairly, impactful finish like it's the whole vibe is like he's got to get home for christmas as long as he just gets home for christmas right and i don't see how that that isn't the the bow on the season like because if this guy doesn't i mean it really to me if he does not get home for christmas <laughs> then she died for nothing and and you know that's the that i think that should be what he his goal is I'm going to get home for Christmas and he's spending this time with his kids at the beginning of the show. Like, because other than, otherwise the wrong Avenger died, you know, he already thinks that. Mm -hmm. So I love that. If you I mean, look at the deeper, you know, part of it is like, that's gotta be like the vibe underneath everything. Yeah. This show has some darker impulses, but I, I, can't end in tragedy and yes him not getting home in some reason oh this be, is a christmasy show yeah, like this is gonna, gonna be a uplifting yeah 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 i'm not I expecting a downer but I, yeah this this is further evidence of what i love best about these movies and shows that 
A, the way they tie it all together and everything yeah. continues to make sense even this many years on. But B, like that opening scene of the, we're going back to Avengers 1 and the Chitauri invasion. Yeah. Like all these huge events continue to have ripples across every story. There's still consequences. And comics a lot of times do not do that. Comic books will blow up a building, kill a character, do whatever, and the next month we're off to a different thing. Like, But these movies have really grounded these big traumatic events still mean something. And they're still we're still getting the consequences right. from them. And that's, that's just amazing storytelling to be able to keep mining. De- and it's not picking continent, you know, way we'll comic books will pick a piece of continuity and go back to it and mine it from every hundred different angles. But like, like, yeah, meeting this person, Kate, whose life was severely impacted by this thing that happened years ago and we haven't moved on from it. We're still dealing with it. I, I love that about the, the Marvel movies. It's, it's amazing. And the, I, I mean, even just how it starts where they go to the man with the plan musical or whatever it is, which is <laughs> yeah. hilarious. That, that's and, really you know. the only reason that I came tonight is I wanted to talk yeah. about Rogers, the musical. Yeah, and that that's just that's just hilarious. But then, you know, he's there with his kids. He's trying to do Christmas in New York because he's trying to again to be to have not. I mean, in my view, to make his life matter because he is the one that lived, and but he's having to do it. He's having to come back and do it in this city where, like you said, this traumatic event happened to him, and he and he to him these people. You know, all these people died then, and and this is the city where it all went down. And and you know, he can't. He goes in the bathroom. Thanos is, was right, and all this stuff. And you know, he's having to deal with all that amidst all these things. And you know, his all his time as Ronan going around here killing minorities because apparently that's his favorite thing. Well, it used to be his favorite thing to do. Uh, but <laughs> but but uh. Yeah, that that bothers me a little. But I think I I think there's a I think there's a little twist to that coming. Like I I don't uh, I don't know how much we want want to have, theorize or whatever. But but I I I know I talk about our role playing game all the time. But that like you said, them tying stuff together. Like once they they have laid such groundwork that they can just do these series. And just be, now it's it's just a machine that just they know they take here's what happened happened in the comics here's what happened in the movies how can we tie things together make everybody happy and that that's how I feel like it I have such a well oiled machine now of so many years of playing this game that if they go to a town they've been to before 
they don't they're not thinking oh in that town there's gonna be this but now it's like they're like oh yeah this person's there and that person's there and this is mm. this here what what happened we did this effects here and they just love seeing and it's so all i have to do is go through and say well what do i think happened blah blah blah, blah. and it's just like that's what they're doing and it's fun everybody likes that familiarity and payoffs of things that used to be and having read that all the marvels book talking about you know the marvel bullpen of the 60s like it was mostly stan scripting all these books so you could do it he he knew okay well thor's in new york this month so maybe he could meet this guy like <laughs> right it was a way to sort of the comics pioneered that as a sort of way to well what can we pick and choose from here and who can meet who and what can happen and the movies have way more working parts and or moving parts and and you know personalities and and people behind them but they're able to do that same thing where you can you can set a thing in a specific place in a specific time and that's going to have that's going to reverberate in, into the next thing and and yeah. the previous thing like it's 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 crazy so we love the larping Yes, that was uh, definitely a highlight for me. Just cracked me up, and just yeah. his—you <laughs> could, you know—it's such a good joke. Um, putting putting him, somebody, you know, any of them in that situation of these guys pretending to, you know, well, fight and battle, and especially him because he was like one of the least in the movie. Like it was the biggest fail as far as casting and stuff mm-hmm. it felt like mm-hmm. until now like this this yeah. is perfect casting for this series because he's just like the stoic guy you know it's a it's a he it i don't even know how they well because i know I, that this came that the comic came out the same time as the avengers movie you know the original mm-hmm. avengers movie and that that was like fraction even says like i saw the avengers movie it's like well that's, i'll just start it right there you know and but the casting finally fits so well for that for what is happening now because right. it's just Jeremy- too, he's a serious guy having to deal with not serious issues. It seems like you know yeah. and you know trick arrows and <laughs> larping and, and things. Doing it in real time as they are, you know, they still talk about twenty twelve. Like yeah. he's a decade older now, and he's yeah. he's been through more and he's suffered more. So you, you see that world weariness. You know, Jeremy Renner is very good at that. Yeah. Yeah, and it definitely helps, you know, talk about because that, like you said at the time, we we're like Jeremy Renner. Why would you know this is not not the best? But Jeremy Renner is such a good actor in everything else he does. It's finally like, you know, there's been enough time and they've built up enough to to where they he can really stand out. Even you know, even though it's just a TV series, but we can we're we're getting such. Uh, a good performance out of that out of the little nuances now because there's so much history now that we have that that we couldn't get when it was just all oh, hawkeye shows up you know he's a guy yeah. in a, in, you know up above in a basket in one scene in a movie so now, yeah now his what now the stuff that they didn't let him do in the movies he didn't get to be the wise cracking guy that hawkeye really yeah. is and has always been in the comics they, I don't feel like he, he ever got to do that in the movies. And now he finally gets it, just like any of these other series. Now that they've had the time, they have the time to breathe mm. and have like multiple episodes here. Like he gets to be what that character always was. And, and we have to, of course, mention Haley Steinfeld is just like 
really, <laughs> really good as Kate Bishop. And she's just skyrocketing doing everything right now, but she, she I, does I, a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think as a whole, I think it turned out since we've already had Loki and it was just so, I don't want to say serious, but you know, kind of dark and, and everything. Um, now going, switching over to this show and it's very, I mean, yeah, they're dealing with weighty things and some serious stuff, but it's just, it's, it's got some fun in there again, just as a like, Hey, I know this isn't a big grand story. It's just a little, it's a nice story, but it's not going to be over a long period of time. It's just, you know, packed into Christmas and it's a nice little gift right now that we've got. It's super got me pumped up for like She-Hulk coming out. Um, Cause I keep yeah. hearing some really good stuff about that. And as yeah. somebody that did not read this book and does not know the story. And since we're spoiling everything here, is this going to lead like with tracksuit mafia and all that? Is this going to lead into that, into that kingpin from. Okay. First off, first off, this story you're getting is not the comics. Like, there is the okay. tracksuit mafia, yeah, but they're not doing any of this stuff in okay. in the comics. They, in that, it was a very, it was like a smaller thing. There, there is more like uh, thuggish real estate like thing. Like they wanted to jack up the prices and push the poor people out of his building, and he's like trying to. He's got money, and he's like trying to just protect a very small area. Uh, this is a bigger story. They're still just thugs in this. Yeah. And yeah. and and I believe you know you if you you're, it does seem to be sh- looking like Kingpin's going to be their boss. Besides, you know. Well, I've seen and, a lot of speculation dealing with this show, the new Spider-Man movie with the rumored um, uh, return of Daredevil, and then we all I mean everybody wants D'Onofrio to still play kingpin because he was so yeah. good well from what i hear he's hinted about it and he's one of those guys who got too excited and kind of hinted at it and the okay. echo storyline goes along with him and that was the talk online the day this this third episode dropped was that was d'onofrio's chuckle i, I could yeah. recognize it anywhere like <laughs> you saw his hand you know his yeah. fingers pinch little girl's cheeks i was like i look like him that could be him but yeah <laughs> Yeah. It would make more sense, like in the story. You know, we we've, we're setting up this Jack Duquesne guy. Like, okay, maybe he's the villain, mm-hmm. or even Kate's dad. Yeah, yeah, could have been a villain. Like, so it didn't. Well, they did. Have to they be King that King. guy, her dad. I forget his name in real life. Uh, but they young. He he he's not as young as he looked in that episode. Well, they don't do that to people unless they're going to make them look make them look older later. That was the first note I wrote down was Kate's dad. We didn't see his body, so I, yeah. I'm expecting some reveal later. And and Vera Farmiga or whatever her name is is not in the show to be the mom that doesn't know anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, yeah. like this, the Jack Duquesne swordsman thing is a total misdirect. She's the real bad guy, you know, or if she's involved, mm-hmm. you know, she had that whole argument she had with the other Duquesne that got killed, you know, 
that's was the real art. I mean, she she was playing dumb when she walked out of the room, but she's she there's you know she's a a bad chick. So I don't know I don't know exactly how it's all gonna fall down. And I and I I re- I really I feel like the swordsman stuff just must be just Easter egg. He's not really like like in the comics. He's not the guy that taught. Clint that, or that's anything. what I was kind of waiting to for them to meet. Like, oh, I feel like he's heard his name. I feel like his name has yeah. been said in front yeah. of Clint. Yeah, when he was, he would have been like, "That's my mentor." <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think so. Yeah, yeah. To to get back to Clint's or Cliff Cliff's point, you're not Clint, you're Cliff. <laughs> to get back to Cliff's point uh, about the comic, the way they would set it up, you know, in the previously on page or the what you need right. to know about page, mm-hmm. it basically said. Clint Barton is an Avenger. This is what happens when he's not being an Avenger. That's all. It, it just, it said it came out when the movies were big and, and, and Hawkeye was big in pop culture, but it was like, here's all the stuff he does out of costume. Yeah. I think they literally say in the, the comic, team. say in the comic, this is what it does when he's not fighting Thanos. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I feel a big miss. The comics, they call them the tracksuit Draculas, which is yeah, a way better yeah, name yeah, yeah. because of their Eastern European accents. Yeah. Like, Right. All those, those tracksuit Draculas, which I I like a lot better. Hmm. I love the love the hearing aid stuff, and the uh, the of course the trick arrows were amazing. Yeah. yeah. Except some of it was like the biggest. I did not get. I thought was the what was the point? Uh, I guess just showing us that there were acid arrows. But what was the point of shooting the stoplights down? It didn't stop anybody. It didn't mm. do anything. They shot the stop. He's like, shoot the stoplights down. The stoplights fall and nothing changes. They, everybody just keeps driving. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I loved the I loved the whole uh, shooter arrow up and then shoot the pim <laughs> the thing at yeah. it. That was great. Yeah, that was great. All all that stuff explode with exploding arrows. There's four worse. Arrows than that. that was great. Like they're just great. They're, yeah, that that, I, that scene was straight out of the comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with her hanging out the window, shooting the arrows. So, yeah, like I said, just picking little moments from the comic, not not doing the storyline, but that, definitely that the definitely. feel. That that this was the bit one had the biggest feel of the comics. Like yeah. him, the way they were interacted, like him just not even turning on his hearing aid and just <laughs> barely giving her any attention was that was very much the, com- the comic just like him being snarky and things, but uh, yeah, I good. definitely, I love the hearing aid stuff. I love the, I love the little, you know, how'd you lose your hearing? Just like that quick little montage. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, who's the same? So like that, again, that adds more diversity. I've seen people post like, Oh, I have a sister who's deaf and she cried. And, like, that that scene with Maya at school, like she'd never seen her story told on screen before. I'm like being a deaf child in a hearing classroom. Like right. that's just another, just, you know, crack of door opening for more stories and more diversity like that. And it's, it's again, it's a, it's from the, the history. It's, you know, in the comics as a hearing, hearing disability. So adding that just gives him something new to his character and makes him a more interesting person. I yeah I just I think they've they've hit all the right beats on this show, and I I really like Maya Maya's introduction. That whole flashback scene was great. I think she's going to be a good villain. Oh yeah, I she doubt she'll great. stay a villain. I think she's you know she's got her own, own series, right? Yeah, she's we're, we're own hit, series. yeah. So uh, at some point, you know, 
she'll learn yeah. the error of her ways. Or well, whatever. she's not even a bad. I mean, she's mad right, right. because. Yeah, it's oh, a perfect so apparently, her, apparently her dad was tracksuit mafia. Right. Because he was wearing mm. a tracksuit. He was yeah. squid game in it. And then, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I've already, I've already been, always been like, okay, so uh, when he was running, he was killing all these Asian guys. He was just killing Asian guys. I was like, so now in this, he's killing Native Americans. I was like, and nobody's saying anything about this <laughs> focus on minorities that running has problems. So I've decided that that that's not that's not him that killed her dad there's no way that somebody would be else... a way to get out yeah because that's like murky storytelling like yeah you know, clint's a murderer right i don't think so I, I i think that he still is in the vibe of like covering for ronan and, and he even says it was it was uh black widow you know like throws because you know you can just blame it on her she's dead but uh but he doesn't know that that's supposedly what happened. Like I, somebody else is doing that. I'm not who, whether I'm decided who, <laughs> but I, if it's still that Ronan killed those people, he needs to get, he needs to do some work on himself, <laughs> you know, cause, uh, or I, or I need to see him kill some white people. But, you know, he's, he said, like, he's been mopey this whole time. He's having problems. He tells, he says, I'm not a role model. Like, yeah. he, he's trying to deal with it. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I'm, I, I'm sad that we only have three more, but you got to get it, get it done by Christmas. Get me, get him under the tree there by the time it's over. So. A couple other That's things good. I had written down. That first episode where she uh, she breaks the bell. Her friend was named Greer. Oh, yeah, is that which, Ti- Tigra? Uh, Tigra's first name, which I don't know. Again, that that may mean nothing, or it may be something. That would be crazy if we yes. had Tigra in a bikini. <laughs> That's right when, I, like I said, it's right when I started reading these babies. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the Avengers. Uh. I uh, said so we had a very prominent Disney store placement and they're walking down the, what was that like, uh, yeah. as they, the uh, in New float. York, uh, yeah. Times Square or something. Times Square. Yeah. yeah as they close they all frame the, uh, the Disney, Disney store, store right around the country and a nice KB toy. Yeah. 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 The nicest KB toy. That's the biggest KB toy that there ever was. Yeah, KB toys were the ceilings were never that high. Jeez. That was crazy. Uh, God, it's so weird now that th- those places don't exist at all. I know. I used to love and, to go to the toy store, and there's just no toy store anymore. And, well, jo- I'm, Jordan and I were talking about that yesterday. Just how even you know, even our our little town, these little smaller. <laughs> toy stores are starting to pop up just as a yeah you know a need to fill that hole but but yeah it's so weird when you like you don't realize how much you miss something and then you, you see some tiny little images like oh my god right. you know that was such a staple i did like all that uh i like i i, I that was so neat how they folded the ronin stuff into the swordsman like just the sword like just the I've ne- I never, I don't know. I didn't see that coming. Like how that that was how that was going to work. I was like, what a great. Oh, you didn't see that coming. 
Uh, anything else on that? Just a few other comic references. Uh, Ooh, when, okay. she, when she breaks the bell and says, this is bad, that was a recurring joke in the comic. You know, th- this mm. looks bad, or this is mm. good. If that's, you know, Star Wars has, uh, yeah, you know, I got a bad yeah. feeling about this. That was, this, this looks bad. Uh, we had Lucky the Pizza Dog has already yeah. showed up. I mean, her um, her thaw on the pizza on her head is straight out of the comics. Right. <laughs> uh, the LARPer's name was Grills. Yeah, He's yeah. The guy he meets in the comic, Grilling. There was no grill involved, but he's still named Grills. Yeah, that. but that, at first I was like, oh my gosh, if, if that's Grills, then then this. And I was like, no, nah, I think it's just nah, nah, they There's just only six it. episodes. They're not going right. to go there. <laughs> um, the police was named Detective Coddle. Which is when Kate goes to the West Coast and starts bugging the cops out there. That's that's the policeman's mm. name, which again I don't think means anything. Um, and Maya, as a child, she gets the bloody handprint on her face, which was the part of the Echo costume, you know, mm. the, the the handprint okay. uh, face paint that and she uses. And the only other thing I had was about the uh, Rogers the musical. I said, hey. I could do this all day is no Agatha all along. It's it's good, but it's no <laughs> Agatha all along. Yeah. It's not. I don't I thought it was pretty catchy. Yeah. I did. <laughs> but then I had the thought, who <laughs> ever heard who ever heard Cap say that? I could do this all day. He, it's always during like a one on one fight. How has that entered pop culture in the Marvel universe oh. as a thing Cap is known for saying? Well, I mean, you could you could write that in pr- pretty easily, just as you know, if if we're going the route of the you this... didn't see every conversation that he ever had. he probably said it a lot. I exactly i <laughs> i like I like a show that will act like there was a conversation that we weren't privy to. You know, <laughs> you know occasionally I don't expect I've seen everything people say. But yeah, and I, I said this also. Uh, this supposed that uh, apparently Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark was just a few years too early. Definitely, but, uh, yeah. Remember that giant Broadway failure a of, a, of a of a thing <clears throat> could have yeah. worked just a few years later. But yeah, we're halfway done. Three more to go. Very excited to see where we end up on Hot Guy. Hot Guy. I uh, there's something else on uh. Disney Plus this week. It's a very big newsworthy special they had was the uh, Beatles Get Back documentary. Don't let me down. Where Peter Jackson took that footage from the documentary they were recording for back there back then in the late 60s recording the let it be album and so now we're gonna take the beatles and i'll be quiet oh you recorded our conversation So what? what is it? Looking for a home to last. Looking for a blast from the past. Cliff, I think mean, you watched some of this. Did you get very far in? Um, I I stopped at the just at the end of episode two. Oh, okay. So you've got 
Yeah, I saw it was six six hours in the. Yeah, it's long. It's very long. You sample it. Yeah. You watch any of it, Jordan? Nah. I'm not big Beatles guy. Yeah. So I I I described this to Jordan as it just felt like watching somebody's home movies that like. Oh, but the Beatles home movies. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. exactly the type of documentary I want, though. There's no talking heads. There's no. no, it is. You are watching them. It's just the raw. Make it. Make yeah. an album. It's like if any of the genius involved, you're gonna see it. Any of the yeah. boring stuff that everybody does, <laughs> you're gonna see it. I mean, it is cut that, down from hundreds of hours of footage down yeah. to to eight, it, but which still is too long. Way too long. Um, it's too long. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there there's definitely interesting things to to pick up on, like just the process, you know, just the creative yeah. process they had as a group was very interesting, um, you know, especially to I I imagine especially to people like us us that are constantly you know we're trying to come up with new stuff, new ideas, uh, kind of on the fly sometimes. And, uh, are you but, comparing us? To I, no, I was just like, no. I can't believe he's doing this. <laughs> no, but just as a, you know, just as a general, <laughs> wow, like, you know, it's always interesting to see anybody's kind of creative process with anything, but, but just how quickly sometimes it comes was, was interesting because you could just watch it happen. And, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, other than that, Yoko was extremely weird. Yeah, but don't you get something? Don't we feel like you learned something about that? We've heard our whole lives about Yoko breaking up the Beatles, and we got to see how it was happening. Like, yeah, how it was not. You can't blame Yoko. For them breaking up, like oh, no. when this was when this was first announced, I remember Stephen Colbert talked about it on his show that Peter Jackson had given him a bunch of footage to watch, mm. and he was talking about seeing it, and he was saying, "My whole life, I've had an image of the Beatles and that final year and the the breakup and the tumultuousness." He's like, "And this this footage completely throws all that on its ear. Yeah. This is something that I've been told one story my whole life." And this is the real story. So right. that's that's that was my going into it. That, that like this is going to show that they were still friends. They were still creative. It mm. wasn't the the you know Yoko's the evil. You know, no, it was just they were together and they wanted to be side by side. And that now yes, I could see some people looking at this and saying, "You here are the Beatles and Yoko. Like that they, if there there are five chairs there and she's in one of them." right in the circle the whole time she is right there with them where it seems weird but yeah all but... of my friends were in ba- were in bands when i w- was in high school and i have been to a bazillion practices with these guys and they had their girlfriends there and they sat right there like yoko did yeah and and no it wasn't that there i'm just saying that she that some people make it a, to be bigger than it was as far as them, her setting right there with them. It was like all those girls sat there while people were practicing, you know? Yeah. That's not, that's not what I meant by weird. I just meant oh, like, well, 
you know when she's but they yeah. probably told her I to mean, do that they're like just make noise into the mic yeah I i'm sure snap. it was just a playing around thing for the yeah. most part but it's just like that is just like not a normal <laughs> like to me yeah. that you know what i mean but no i mean and and very much pretty quickly into that like you start seeing like yeah he's bringing yoko around but paul's bringing bringing linda around yeah and, and george's right wife is in and out like that yeah that i like that paul even calls her call calls linda yoko. she she voices her opinion one time and he's like uh shut it yoko <laughs> <laughs> paul's just like don't you know just like we're not you don't get an opinion yeah. you know I, I love that though but it's the dynamic the there's so many neat things about the fact this is their final album and they don't know that know that yeah. you know that's the thing that's cool is like it's it's these moments are just like it's not well, what's the saying it's like it's not special until it's a memory like that they don't know this is their last album and but the tension is like it's there like like mm. paul is such a powerhouse he is like he is there to make a freaking album and i'm so impressed by somebody said well we're going to set aside a couple weeks here just we'll just make an album we're just going to sit down and write a bunch of songs and you watch them just freaking birth these enormous songs let it be get back you know that oh i went and crapped my pants and wrote the uh the octopus's garden or whatever you know it's like what the you guys it's a it's just so neat to see that stuff happen and 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 but the tension was just like who likes whose song john hated the long and winding road he made so many comments. It's like, oh, are we playing Long and Winding Road again? Like, ugh, I don't, you know, we're going to spend more time on Don't Let Me Down, you know. And, but and but these guys are just kids, like, also. They're like 26 here, and you feel like these are old men, but they're not. No. They're like so much younger than us. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's, yeah. it's just, and, and George's chip on his shoulder because yeah these guys are better than that, you know, <laughs> and he, he's the guitar player, but these guys are, you know, John and Paul, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, those things become very obvious very quickly. Um, but like you said, j- just the personalities were interesting to me. Like, obviously Paul McCartney was at this point, like the driving force, he is, you know, oh, he is on yes, task. He is the man. He is trying to wrangle the other three in to get this done. But then, you know, John Lennon is very jokey through the whole thing. You know, he's very playful. He's laid back. He's not in any hurry. Yeah. He's, right. the, but he's, but yet, I loved his vibe. I mean, yeah, he's such a positive, peace dude guy. He really was there trying and mm-hmm. po- trying to stay positive and make Paul happy. Yeah. Like he, he wanted everybody to be happy. And I, I really wasn't expecting that. Right. I was expecting him to be like, I'd rather be home with Yoko, you know? No, he was there really mm-hmm. trying. And yeah. they, the, the biggest thing. Okay. Two, one thing I really, really liked was the calendar. Like sometimes when you get home mm-hmm. video stuff or, or, 
things put spliced together. They put things here and they put things there and they jump around in time. This is not like that. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, you're going to get eight hours of stuff, but we're starting on day one <laughs> yeah. of this recording process. Here's where it show started, you here's where it stopped. We are going <laughs> to do this chronologically so mm -hmm. you know what happened on that day. We're not going to make it look like anything it wasn't. Yeah. This is what happened on day one. This is what happened on day two, the whole way through, which was great. Well, it just, made it so less confusing about like how their vibes changed throughout the right. whole thing. Because it did, like the whole, from the start of the damn thing, the whole time in that studio, you can tell nobody wants to be there. They all yeah. hate it. They're all miserable. And the minute they switch over to, you know, over Apple. to Apple, they're they're all immediately happier, more comfortable, and like, let's get work done. Because the, just... the point, the, the, what they're trying to do is like, we're going to record this, we'd like to record it live, and we want to perform it at the end. And they've got some guy producing it who's like, okay, well then you need to go to Libya or something. <laughs> you need to go to this outdoor thing that was the freaking... Egyptians made or some, you know, it has to be the craziest thing. And they're just like, no, we don't, we like just stay at home. Yeah. You know, they're, it's a, it's just funny. That, well, the Beatles are just like, they know better. They're just <laughs> like, no, we're just going to not do that. No matter how many times you ask us. And I love that. But, but the, the randomness of things like, cause we've heard these songs a bazillion times and Billy Preston from Little Richard's band and Ray Charles, he just comes comes in to visit. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, what's going on? They're like, hey, would you like to play piano on this, play the electric piano on this album? And now all those keyboards you have in your head from these songs, he's just, that's going to be there now because mm -hmm. this guy showed up. Yeah. It's, that's amazing. The, Biggest thing, my biggest complaint though, is we hear every song 10 million times. Yes. They, they play these songs all, as you would. But that's but, why it does not need to be eight hours. We do not need to hear them play it a bazillion times. Mm -hmm. That was my only complaint. It wears you out. It, it, what, what, what I will say is like, if you just watched, there's three parts, you, you really should not watch more than one part in a day. I watched all of this in like the all eight hours and yeah. like in like 12 hours. And oh my God, did I hate so many songs by the time it was over. But you know, you get like uh, achievements in a, a video game or something. They nailed this aspect because when you finally have heard a song a thousand times and you, and you're listening, is this the one, is this the one? Is this the is this the one? No. Yeah. Finally, they'll be like the, at the bottom of the screen. This is the one that's on the album. <laughs> oh, really? Blah blah blah. Alexa, Echo, stop! Don't play the Beatles. We can't afford the rent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, the it finally will tell you at the bottom. This is the one you heard. You know, the on the album, mm -hmm. and that that is just like. It's like it's so makes you so happy when you oh oh I've achieved this track I've achieved this track okay <laughs> and of course they end playing on the, their own roof yeah I knew and, that's and, how it was going to end and yeah I mean it, you know and I'm like yeah how did they but that's what's neat sometimes it's neat to know how something ends and then watch it because it's like you know they end up on the roof 
Yeah. How do they get there? Because they don't know they end up on the roof. <laughs> they, you know, they start out in Libya. You know, yeah. they don't, yeah. they, it is it is not until almost the end that they realize that's what they're going to do. Like, so it's kind of neat to see how they get there. I, I loved I loved the candid footage, organized in order, so I know it, this is exactly how it went down. Yeah. And and there's enough of it that you feel like you weren't edited into a different outlook on it. Um No, no, you do and, know. And it's the Beatles. It's getting to see the creative process of one of the most creative groups that ever existed. So, that was pretty amazing. You do know the the officially the paperwork for the Beatles breaking up was signed at Walt Disney World. Right. I don't doubt it. Another reason to freaking hate that. <laughs> yeah, Lennon, uh, John Lennon signed that paperwork. Um, the Matt and your trivia questions. <laughs> exactly. Um, as they were staying, I believe, at the Polynesian. Um, Yoko had the Mickey ears on. It was, it was a trash. Mm-hmm. Going, ah, la, 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 <laughs> into the microphone. Yeah. It, uh, she kept doing in this. Uh, yeah, two things happened uh, there at the uh, the beginning of Walt Disney World that were you know people don't realize a lot. One was the officially the Beatles broke up on on Disney property, and the other was uh, Nixon's "I'm not a crook" speech was given at the Contemporary uh, that w- that I was wow. talking about at the beginning of the episode. So now you know. I needed to know that. I did. We're anyway, right. it's good. If you like if you like that kind of stuff, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. Get get a big thing of popcorn. Because you're gonna need it. You're gonna need some yeah. bathroom breaks. Take it, spread it out. Hours spread it out. Just spread <laughs> it. May, watch it in three settings and you'd be fine. Speaking of overstaying their welcome, season fifteen of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia just premiered. We have to listen to the youth. Otherwise, we are doomed to have sex with only old people. (gasps) We're going to go on vacation. Ireland, baby! You're not as Irish as I am. I can be as Irish as you are! Yes! This dude is like the Irish version of me. We're into like a lot of the same stuff. Ghouls and cheese and... Ghouls? Welcome to my acting workshop. People in positions of power will try and bang you. I don't trade roles for sex. Damn feminists ruin everything. Fine. I was in business with Jeffrey Epstein. What? I was on the sex island, but only for the snorkeling. Oh. Oh. Michael Kelly dying from eating rocks, which he thought were eggs. Man, I made that mistake. I want to become a Catholic priest. I only want the big man upstairs, the only man that can fill me up. Well, him and his son and the Holy Spirit. I'll take all three of them at once. Hmm. Is that it? Oh, no. They're signed through season 18. No, I just mean <laughs> I'm surprised There's all, this is only season 15. <laughs> this was the record. Bre- when this episode aired, it broke the record. Uh, the longest running live action comedy ever beating The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. Hmm. Who they went wow. 14 seasons from 1952 to 1966. Uh, Ozzy and Harriet was 435 episodes. This was just Sonny's 156th episode. So obviously they have not had the prolific output 
but just as uh, the amount of years they have now beaten Ozzy and Harriet. Hmm. Uh, man, I remember Ozzy and Harriet. Oh yeah, had their twin beds, and I believe, and uh, yeah, Ricky Ricky Nelson. Ricky Nelson. What was the other brother? I don't remember because he wasn't Ricky's Ricky brother. Nelson. Yeah, he was Ricky's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, talking like you know, Jeremy Renner, we've seen him age over all these years in these movies. Where we we watched this whole cast mature, uh, <laughs> and then but not really mature at all through their characters on this show. So it's not what it used to be. I, I'll look back and be like, oh, one of those later series, se- you know, while there'll be a rerun on. Like, oh wait, that was from season six. That was like ten years ago. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, it's 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 weird. It holds a weird place in TV history for you know a cult kind of show that has lasted that long. Never watched an episode. I... Well, you got 156 to catch up on. Yeah, you could probably do it in the time it took you to watch the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> could you edit it down to eight hours? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we had. On the CW, the weirdest show I'll see this year, Bebo Saves Christmas. He's the cuddliest thing Smile, on infinite earth. La, 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 love the holidays. It's Christmas time. Bebo style. Now he's on a mission to save Santa. I've got to get to the North Pole immediately. Bebo Saves Christmas. Wednesday, December 1st on CW18. Wow, yeah. Cliff, did you get around to that one? I did. I watched it. Uh... Did you? Let's tell everyone, uh, not me, not me, but anyone that doesn't know who Bebo is, they might recognize the name, but they don't really ever have cared enough to really nail down who Bebo is. Just if there's somebody out there, not me. <laughs> so on CW's Legends of Tomorrow, I don't even know what season Bebo really came in. I think he was just it was a kind of- Viking episode. They went back to Viking times and brought this cuddly little doll with him. Yeah, that they and, began worshiping as a god. Yeah, and it's mm. it it so it started as a, you know, a a jokey thing on a jokey show, but by the end, the height of it was Bebo became. Um, there was a season where they had to collect these totems, in order to fight a demon and all the heroes and different elements and this stuff. And we joked about it, you know, the, the, I think even on the show, they called it the Care Bear Care, Stare. Care Bear. And, and to, it manifested itself as Bebo, a giant Bebo. And he fought this giant demon and uh, this cute, cuddly Muppet looking thing. Um, so yeah, it's just it's been an Easter egg on that show ever since. They, yeah. they they keep making references to it. But here here's the thing about this: none of that matters. <laughs> this show does not explain anything. No. It's like it's, it's like you know, it's like no, watching Charlie Brown special. Yeah, like, there's no reference. Charlie Brown doesn't come in like, "Hi, I'm Charlie Brown from the from the newspaper." You know, <laughs> it's like you they just assume you know who he is. Yeah. Well, that's what this show did. It just like I'm Bebo. Here's all my friends. I need to save Christmas. What's and it was newspaper. Com- it was completely <laughs> sincere. Yeah, it wasn't a parody. It was an actual, yeah. heartfelt, warm Christmas show. He sang some star- bangers. A toy I'm telling that you, doesn't exist. Absolute bangers. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, 
and it was uh i don't even know how long was it a half hour was it 45 minutes uh, i don't even it was know an hour hour an hour with commercials yeah so this aired at, in what normally would have been the regular legends of tomorrow spot right. on cw right. so yeah okay it was an hour so yeah i, I had to look it up because i was just curious how this even happened and i saw a quote that the the producer and writer keto shimuzu they she pitched the higher ups of the cw on this concept and wanted something with the universal appeal you know that could be like a perennial year in thing mm-hmm. and the cw brass pushed back and said why don't you do something more meta do do something with more in jokes in it and they ended up not because she said that felt wrong so they just made a very sincere holiday special yeah and they're like okay this exists now sure <laughs> but i also thought it was really clever like you know it's the whole thing you know oh i'm too stressed around the holidays oh santa's you know someone's taking over the north pole and is gonna ruin christmas but like the 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 statement is trying to make is like you know bebo wants to get back to traditional christmas we don't we don't do what we used to do and it's like it doesn't matter whatever your version of christmas is is fine like you don't have to do it one way you don't have to sing carols and drink eggnog like whatever your version of joy is in this season like yeah go for that and like i've i've never seen that in a Mm. in a in a holiday special before it felt very contemporary very very modern right but also like like you said i could put this show on in a room full of kindergartners right and they would absolutely love it and not need any more explanation it's just a christmas show this is bebo this is uh, whatever the the rest of them. I don't even remember at this point. The green one looked like Oscar the Grouch, and he was grumpy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was uh, like Tweebo, and they, yeah. they all had names. Like yeah. yeah, they they were like you would see a line of them at a toy store. What are the names of the Kashiki? <laughs> yeah, Lumpy and Yeah, and... <laughs> B Arthur. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I thought it was well done for what it was. It was it was cute. It had a good message at the end because I, I, for a while I was like, "Where are they going with this?" Yeah, I was waiting for a punchline of some sort. Right. I was waiting for the Flash to break through the multiverse or something to happen. It just like, no, that's not what this is. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was narrated by Victor Garber, who had played uh, uh, Firestorm. Professor Stein. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown did a voice. Chris Catan was an elf, and Santa was Ernie Hudson, who mm. has a surprisingly lovely singing voice. Yeah. I liked I liked Ernie Hudson's singing voice. Wow, yeah, Ernie Hudson re- relevant again. So, yeah, I, I have I, I a year. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Uh, I I would definitely recommend it just as a general cartoon show, though, to like. You know anybody with little kids? It has a really good message, and and they pull it off well. It makes sense. It's easy to understand in the end, and it was entertaining. Like it's silly, but you know, if you would have told me this aired in the 1980s and I watched it every year at Christmas, I've been like, yeah, I could have totally believed that. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it for us. Uh, that's all the TV we got for this time out. <laughs> this circus is packing up our tents. 
<laughs> putting them in a in a double billy sized. I was like, <laughs> he's gonna try to somehow he has to fit this back into into a bookcase somehow. Uh, I can't wait billy. to hear. It. There's a five legged goat on the wall. Yeah, mm. I've seen a five legged horse. But and uh, that's it. Good night. My name is Jordan Love. <laughs> I'm Cliff Barnes. Shout out to uh, patrons, Justin, Jesse, uh, the rest, everybody, like yeah. Professor Ann, Marianne, yeah. all the rest. <laughs> it's, there's not going to be a thing that says final take. This is not the final take of this. Like this, this is still, <laughs> this is still a rough take. We're working it out. <laughs> ah, bye, Billy. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.